Here's a message from Ken Lavica. In the NFL, it's rare that if you don't have a quarterback, you actually win. It's a hot commodity, but there are so many veteran quarterbacks, we don't know what the hell they actually are. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I like brilliant writing. I like good sports writing. And we have some today, thanks to Seth Wickersham at ESPN. And it has led to me wondering how many NFL veteran quarterbacks exist where we actually don't know what in God's name they are. We're going to dive into a Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. It's a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the Intracoastal, the windy and actually weirdly satisfying Intracoastal. You have us on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Coquel is here in studio. Joe Rigotti, Captain Competence, rolling by on a Wednesday, making sure things run much better than they usually do. It's nice to have Joe here. He's turning into a star in our high school coverage. So it's hard to know if we're going to keep him here. Will he stay with us, or is he going to go on to bigger and bigger, better things? Yep, yep. Uh, so it's always good to have Rigotti here because, damn it, he's just good at what he does. And I don't have to push any buttons, which is always good for me. Less work for me well, is always better for me. It, the, the less buttons for you to have to worry about pushing, for you just getting thoughts together and speaking, that's hard enough. Then you add in the, the buttons, oh, and that's a recipe whoa. for disaster. I signed up for speaking. The thoughts part, <laughs> that's on you. You're adding extra stuff, not on my job description. Thoughts are an extra level of effort. Uh, Southwest. Wickersham, you may know him from the revealing Patriots story that he wrote for ESPN.com about the relationship between Brady and Belichick and some of the rifts in the front office when things were still at their apex with the Patriots. He received a lot of blowback for that, but it turns out in retrospect, pretty much everything that Seth Wickersham wrote was right. He was absolutely correct. He is one of the best journalists that ESPN has. He wrote an outstanding Standing detailed feature on new L.A. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, and that dropped today. And here is the premise of the story, as Seth Wickersham puts it. What's it like to do something professionally for 12 years, but yet not know just how good you are at it? That's perfect. And that is an exemplary synopsis of Matthew Stafford himself. We know that he's Pro Bowl caliber. We know that he has a strong arm. But what actually is he? Because in Detroit, there's no doubt that while they had a couple of playoff seasons, he was largely surrounded by incompetence at every level. And not just typical incompetence, but like deep-seated, ingrained, generational incompetence. So much so that we never actually got to see what his highest point is. We never saw him in a playoff battle deep in the postseason where he could actually run a two-minute drill 
try and win a game. We never saw him on the precipice of a Super Bowl. We rarely saw him in big games in December. So now he goes to L.A. with a team that's just a couple of years removed from a Super Bowl with a front office that truly believed that they were a Matthew Stafford away from going back to the Super Bowl and gave up their own franchise quarterback to go get Matthew Stafford at the behest of their offensive mastermind head coach in Sean McVay. And so now, Matthew Stafford, this is going to be, in theory, the place where we can actually find out what he is. But I started to think, wait, there's probably a lot of quarterbacks that have been in the league. We've seen a large sample size, and we actually don't know what they are. And one of the names that came to my mind is a guy that has been thrust into the quarterback discussion over the last couple of days for reasons that I find to be absolutely baffling. We go back to late last week on Get Up on ESPN, where Jeremy Fowler, football analyst, went on Get Up along with Ryan Clark and started saying that sources have been telling him that there's so much pressure on the still major contractless Lamar Jackson because there's concern that he's going to be figured out. Let's listen to this exchange. Jeremy Fowler on Get Up with Ryan Clark's aghast reaction from last week. And here's a sleeper for you. Lamar Jackson, there are a lot of people around the league that I speak to that are talking a little slick. They say this might be the year that everybody figures out Lamar Jackson. Like, there's sort of that feeling right now. He can definitely prove that wrong, but I think there's a little bit of pressure on him right now. He doesn't have a deal either. RC looks skeptical. Figure out what? Figure out why he went four three in UK? We see what he's doing. We just can't catch it. That's perfect. I mean, that's the perfect response from Ryan Clark. And then yesterday, it's gotten to a point where Lamar Jackson is facing questions about whether or not he's been figured out. Baltimore media asked Lamar Jackson, the former MVP, the man who won a damn playoff game last year on the road against the team that beat him at home in the divisional round two years ago, asked him about this theory and uh, wondering if teams have actually figured out Lamar Jackson. Here's Lamar's response. I mean, we're going to keep playing football. We're going to see. But I doubt it, dude. I doubt it. I strongly doubt it. We're going to play ball. So it's clear that there are factions around the NFL that think that we actually don't know what Lamar Jackson is, that he's still confounding, that there are still many questions to be answered. Me? I think Lamar Jackson, we know what he is, and that's the consummate playmaker. You don't just figure out that level of athleticism. You're constantly on the defensive. You're constantly reacting to that, and that's what Lamar Jackson is. He is uh, a strong arm. He has improved accuracy, but he is someone that is going to continually throughout his career beat your ass with his legs, put you off balance, and then beat you over the top. That's what Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, is. I don't think there's any questions there, Coquel. Why, when a black man is great at something, is it always a hustle? Is it always a scam? Is it always something that has to be figured out, that they can't just be great? No, we just haven't figured out, what is he doing? What's his angle? Why is he great at that? Why is he getting away with it? That's what this feels like again. And every time there's a great black quarterback, we go to, oh, the game's going to catch up to him. We don't say that about Tom Brady when he was having his greatness. It wasn't, oh, the game's going to catch up to him. We don't say that about Aaron Rodgers as he exceeded in the NFL. When the game's going to catch up to him. But with a guy like Lamar, it's always, 
oh, they're going to catch up to him. It's a scam. It's a hoodwink. There's always got to be something when it's a great black man. And it goes in all fields, not just the NFL. Well, I think it's human nature, especially with football fans. Uh, it is an unwillingness to accept that someone outside of the mold of what we traditionally think can be a successful quarterback can actually succeed and can actually change the game. Is it what we think? Or is it what people want it to be? Because that's the last hope. That's the last position that hasn't been taken from, from the, in their minds, the white man, the white quarterback. That's what they're better at because they'll always go back to, oh, the white quarterback's probably smarter. Oh, the testing, the scoring, and the, what's it called? Wonderlick. Wonderlick test. Because it's something to hold on to because black guys are playing in more positions than white guys right now. The, how, what's the NFL? 75% black? Mm-hmm. And it seems like Maybe they're just trying to hold on where when a black man goes into a quote-unquote, air quotes don't work on the radio apparently, quote-unquote white position, there has to be a reason for it. It can't just be, no, he's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. How do we see that? Everyone's talking about Josh Allen has gotten better and improved. No one talks about Lamar's improvement every single year. When Josh Allen does it, oh, look, he's figured out the game. He's yeah. doing better. His completion percentage, no one can ever get better like that. Lamar's doing the same thing. He's molded his game every single year. And if you look at it, he's had a traditional trajectory of success. Uh, what the typical quarterback would get where you feel it out, you have a great season, you fall short in the playoffs, you avenge that playoff loss, you move it. Like that's, that's how the typical trajectory goes. But Lamar Jackson, like Jeremy Fowler can talk to all the sources that he wants. I think we know what Lamar Jackson is. And Lamar Jackson is someone who cannot be properly consistently defended. He, he was can't. the damn MVP. He was the MVP. So Lamar Jackson, I think, is out of this conversation because I think we know what Lamar Jackson is. You know who I think is in this conversation is someone that has been part of my football psyche for a, a long time now, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. He got eight years with the Dolphins to show what he was, and part of the reason he's not still a Dolphin and didn't become the franchise quarterback is because we never actually knew what Ryan Tannehill was. It was two weeks of 300-yard passing games and then two weeks of 115-yard passing games. And then it was one 350-yard game and then it was a 130-yard game with three interceptions. We never knew what Ryan Tannehill was. He goes to Tennessee. He has found a home, but let's not forget, they didn't sign him to be their guy. He took the job because Marcus Mariota was bad and then he's turned into like a game manager that sometimes can hit the deep ball. He's good in the red zone, but you don't know if he'll ever be able to actually bring them to a place where they compete for a championship. He's mystifying. Still is, always will be. I think when people look up the top quarterbacks over the last five years and see that Ryan Tannehill is a top five quarterback statistically, he doesn't feel like he should be a top no. five quarterback statistically. No. And even when he was playing so bad, you were like, with the Dolphins, you're like, I don't know if he's good. I mean, I called him 8-8 eight eight Tannehill for the longest time. One of the reasons I was upset that the NFL went to 17 games, I can't call him 8-8 eight eight Tannehill anymore. I don't know if it is. Yeah, what is the new nickname? I don't know if he's 9-8 or 8-9. Right. i got to figure that out. That is the tough part. That, that, that crutch, that 8-8, eight eight, like, how do we adjust from that? Because 9-8 sounds better than 8-9, but they could conceivably be in the same neighborhood and be close to the same thing. And I don't want to knock the guy because I don't think he's an under 500 quarterback. No. I also don't want to call him an over 500. I want to call him a 500 quarterback. But he has a range from below mediocre to above mediocre, and there's a lot of in-between between below mediocre and above mediocre and a lot of different things you can do if you're that guy which is why he's in that position but what is he so Matthew Stafford we actually don't know how good he is because he's been in Detroit Lamar Jackson so many people want to try and fit him into some peg in some hole 
But he's a lot of things, and those things are undefendable. I know what Lamar Jackson is. Ryan Tannehill, what the hell is he? So I ask you, which veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? What veteran quarterbacks do we still not know what the hell they actually are? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. I think Stafford's a great one because, again, Detroit. Detroit just sucks the football soul out of you. Detroit is, I mean, Megatron, Megatron was kept from doing really anything overly notable from a winning standpoint in his career, a transcendent talent because he was wearing the powder blue and silver, which is a death sentence. Barry Sanders, greatest running back of all time, retired early. I mean, the Lions have had some of the greatest talent at, at several different positions that the NFL could have ever offered and their footnotes in history because that organization is a literal hellhole. It's, it's a complete waste. Barry Sanders was a waste of a career. Megatron was a waste of a career. Matthew Stafford wasted his career and stayed undeniably loyal to the Lions when he didn't have to until he finally said, guys, Enough. I need out. <laughs> I, I've done all I can do for you. If you can't help push me across the finish line, what do you want me to do? And that's how the trade to the Rams started. But what veteran, I'm not talking about young guys, I'm talking about veterans. What I think veteran, so many young guys can fall in that conversation except, a little but bit. It, well, this is where, so, so what veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. We talked about the guy when Pierre Garçon was in here two days ago. Baker Mayfield. Mm. What is Baker Mayfield? We know that he likes to talk. We know that he's confident. We know that when things are going poorly, Cleveland likes to use him as a punching bag. We know that he finally broke through and won a road playoff game last year, did so against the dreaded rival, the Steelers. But what is he? Because... He's not going to go for 400 yards and three touchdowns like a Patrick Mahomes. He's going to resemble a lot of the Ryan Tannehill grit out, like 150, 160, 175 passing yards, uh, throw a touchdown. But he's prone, has been prone until last year to the bad interception that will crush you in, in different instances. What is Baker Mayfield? And again, that's why when, when Mike Greenberg is on Get Up, and on his radio show right before ours here on ESPN 106.3, and is calling out Baker Mayfield detractors, what has Mike Greenberg seen in Baker Mayfield that suggests one of the biggest names in sports media of all time, what, what has he seen that has him go on national radio and say, hey, for those of you doubting Baker Mayfield, watch it. What, what has Baker done other than when things are kind of okay, he gets brash and acts like cocky Baker? So much like Tannehill, just Tannehill doesn't have that same attitude. He doesn't least, have the at panache. Least, at least publicly, because yeah. basically Baker struggled when it was the offense was about Baker. Last year they went run heavy after, Od- mm-hmm. after Odell got hurt and went to the play-action game, and Baker was better. Yeah. Just like Tannehill got there with Derrick Henry and in Tennessee and said, okay, now I'm better off the play action rather than being the man. See, and that's the thing. Like, Ryan Tannehill found a home because he has a freak of nature lining up behind him that is is literally decapitating tacklers. No, I mean, not literally. That would be I messy. Know, King Henry. That would be Kings very, have done that throughout history. <laughs> that, that would be very, very, that would go very viral if someone was decapitated. Would you be shocked? If he lowered his shoulder I mean, and no. the head just flew 
So I, um, Justin when, Fields' head fell off this weekend, so it's fine. You know that you got smacked hard when your headband goes flying. That's another level of getting blown up. Justin Fields of the week before, oh, yeah, that was slow out there for me. Uh-oh. How <laughs> <laughs> you feel now, buddy? Uh-oh. Uh, so Derrick Henry, when, when the Super Bowl was down here the, uh, right before the world ended, uh, he was doing media rounds and doing that whole thing at the Miami Beach Convention Center, and he walked into the bathroom, and I'm like, who the bleep is that? I'm, no way. That's Derrick Henry. You would never know he's a running back because he is the biggest, most imposing human being that you... Like, for me, I spent... Four years consecutively around Devin Motor Singletary, who is a pretty fun back to watch there in Buffalo. Motor Singletary and Derrick Henry couldn't be any more different physically. They don't seem like the same type of How do they play the same position? (laughs) Right. That's not even the same species of human being, and they play the same position in the NFL. How is that even possible? Did you happen to be next to him at the urinal? Uh, No, no. But if you want to hear that story... Josh Cohen and the home team today, 3 o'clock right here (laughs) on ESPN 106.3. Which veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. On Twitter at ESPN West Palm, the one that sticks out most to me still is Ryan Tannehill. Let's go to Boynton. Let's bring in Eddie. Eddie, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Eddie? Hello? Eddie? Eddie. Uh Uh-oh. So there is our first look, Coquel, and we suspected that there might be some problems here uh, with, uh, with our phones because we had some instances. Let's try this again. We've been having some fun technical issues here over the last couple of days. Let's give this one more try here. Nope. All right. All righty then. Okay. But I'm still, I still want to try. Let's still give it a go. Eddie, you can try back. We're going to figure this out. We have had some bad technical problems around here, and we're trying to fix. We're trying to get it sorted out. Give us okay. a call. Let us know if our phone. It's right. time to play Fix Our Station. <laughs> oh. do, 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 do. So let's give the number again, because, I, again, I really want it. You're doing us a service if I can actually communicate with you. At its very core, I don't even care if you don't have a quarterback. I just want to make sure that <laughs> we can communicate. Uh, the phones before the, before are the very, Coens come on, because they, yeah. they, they, get, they get angry, and we're going to get in trouble. Before the, the kings of Cohen come on, yeah, I just want to make sure that we can handle our problems here. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You know what's funny about ESPN West Palm is that the telephone has been something that's largely been figured out to a massive extent. The telephone has really not been... Uh, a piece of technology that has changed much over the last uh, three, four decades. It's a fairly common piece of technology, yet we have, have set the telephone back about 50 years. It's been happening for years and years, right? But somehow yeah. the new operations, operations manager seems to get blamed for it. Yeah. I don't understand. Who would that guy be? Uh, Eddie, please tell me you can hear me. Yeah, I'm on my rotary phone. Oh. How you guys doing? Oh, good. Eddie. Hey, Eddie, appreciate that. I'm glad you have that rotary phone in your automobile. Excellent. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Eddie, what? Uh, for, thank you, thank you for confirming that we're actually not the worst. So, I appreciate that. And two, who's your quarterback? About uh, which veteran quarterback do you just not know what the hell he is? Well, he's my guy from my New York Giants, uh, Daniel Jones. You know, he came Perfect. into the league. You know, just just running up a storm, throwing yep. the ball everywhere. Every, you know, it was a great – everybody was all up in arms because he was picked in the first round, you know, as high as he was. And he looked great initially. And then uh, Saquon got hurt, 
And what was most apparent was shown. Uh, we got no offensive line. The guy's running for his life every play. He's dropping the ball a lot. Yeah, granted, but you know you would you would too if it, you know at at every position at every down you're getting you know literally your head taken off. Yeah. So we don't know what we have in them. We got one more year really to figure out because the next year is the the fifth year team option. So hopefully you know with a full you know Saquon Barkley healthy you know with Gall- Galloway uh, Galladay. Um, in you know, in the backfield, I mean, in the slot, you know, we'll be able to see exactly what he is. But I have no idea what the guy is. Yeah, that's what's frustrating as a fan is there are so there's such a confluence of events sometimes that work against the quarterback. Let me ask you though, as a Giants fan, do you think it is Daniel Jones being inconsistent, or do you think that the organization uh, has a lot to do with why we don't know what Daniel Jones is? How do you look at that as a Giants fan? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I think Saquon going down really puts a lot of pressure on him, and the offensive line is just literally that. It's offensive. I mean, it's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's Absolutely terrible. It's literally offensive. Appreciate the call, Eddie, and again, thank you for uh, for helping us fix our technical issues. But speaking of New York quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones is a great one, because we what what in God's name is he? He's a guy. He's a guy who runs that offense, but he's not awful, but he's not good it's, what is he it's make or break for him and evan engram on that team yeah. the tight end because he kind of fell off the face of the earth yeah. also was supposed to be you know the tight end such a mikey g on the dolphins the tight end is supposed mm-hmm. to be such a big part of the offense for young quarterbacks and he's been non-existent well that's what's interesting about this too is that it, it, there are like like i asked eddie do you, does he think it's the guy or the organization is there a variety of reasons for why this happens like for matthew stafford Despite the Lions being the Lions, he showed out a couple of seasons. So that makes you excited for what he could be and what we think is a more stable organization. But sometimes the organization is so crushing that you get screwed over. Like That's why Sam Darnold, you know this as a Jets fan, no one has a damn clue what he is. And it's easy to make fun of him, and it's easy to make fun of his mono, and it's easy to make fun of the fact that uh, he basically was benched and we never saw him again, and he fell victim to Adam Gase. Like it's, it, it's funny. Like Sam Darnold, he's washed. But he could go to Carolina and roll because we don't know what Sam Darnold is because I think the Jets crushed his will to live. I'm going to do it. I know you hate it. I watched preseason a quarter of Sam Darnold. Oh, he's back. Darnold is back. Him and Robbie—he got Robbie Anderson twenty million guaranteed yesterday because of that preseason game. Wait, tell me how many, uh, how, how much of Sam Darnold in the preseason? Did Nine you- snaps. <laughs> and they were great. Nine glorious snaps oh, of Darnold to Anderson, and he threw two passes to Anderson, not nine. David is in Orlando. David, you're on Ken Levick alive. What's up, David? Yeah. Um, what about Cam Newton? So this is tough because Cam's on the back end of his career. Like it's pretty clear he's on the back end, right? Like we're we're we are not in a spot where he's in his prime. Uh, where and he's also he had an MVP season. He had a Super Bowl season. It's tough for me to say with a veteran quarterback like that who's on the back end. What is he? Because I think now we kind of know what Cam is. And that's an inconsistent guy who is in a spot where he's showing good leadership and he's just a placeholder, right? Uh, what about the uh, additions we did in the offseason? Last season we didn't have a lot of um, receivers. Uh, this sure. season we uh, 
I think we uh, with them, they might be able to compliment him a little bit more. They could. They could. I kind of agree on the Cam Newton. Not so much in what is he as his legacy, but what is he right, right now. now. Got it. Because last year the team had nothing, mm-hmm. and he didn't have an offseason in the offense, and he got COVID and was out for a couple weeks. Plus the lingering effects of COVID were still there. This Which year he, he has a full offseason. Yeah. He has weapons. So I think this is kind of we'll see well, what he still is. So uh, let me uh, – are you pro Cam or are you pro Mac? Uh, I still, I still want to see uh, Cam Newton in there. I think that he could lead us to 11, 12 wins this season. I would tend to agree, and thank you, David. I would tend to agree. I'm, I'm a pro Cam guy, but the league's more fun when Cam's good. I agree. I agree. And I, there are a lot of people that actively root against Cam mm. for reasons that span outside of the game of football. And all of you know what I'm talking about, or should know what I'm talking about. But this is a guy that still has the physical attributes, the consistency, the accuracy is always going to be a bit of an issue with him, but he's so damn smart, and he's so damn tough, and he's such a good leader. He's done a great job of embracing his role with Mac Jones. That's what I love. Cam is the ultimate tell-on-yourself guy, because when people talk bad about Cam and they say he's a crybaby and he's a poor teammate, and he, but he's, he's not, not. And, he, and he's dumb, and he's this and that, you're like, you've clearly never listened to Cam. No. You're just uh, telling on yourself a little bit, because he's so... In- Listen... Listen to a sit-down interview with Cam that isn't after the Super Bowl while he's listening to someone mm-hmm. celebrate behind a little sheet that was separating two of them because I'd be upset in that situation too. Listen to any interview and you will fall in love with Cam Newton. Cam still has some football left in him. Can his body hold up? Not sure. Is he going to be able to uh, survive the onslaught of pro-Mac Jones sentiment that may tip hands? Now, Belichick I don't think is going to allow a public pressure, outside pressure, to make a decision. But there is going to be, by the time you get to midseason, if the Patriots are a 500 team, there's going to be a lot of heat to get Mac Jones in there. Well, that's the whole thing. It's going to be winning or losing because Cam gives you extra dimensions and it has that experience. So if they're winning, they're not, they're not going to pull the Dolphins and pull them while they're winning. Yeah. Like the Dolphins did with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But the Dolphins knew what Ryan Fitzpatrick's mm-hmm. ceiling is. Mm-hmm. Cam's ceiling is really high where if they're winning – Cam's not coming out, but if again, if you're 500, why not pull the plug? Yeah. Uh, so, which veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. My A1 is uh, Ryan Tannehill. Coquel, who would you say your top option is? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. I, Jimmy G. Because I, my brain wants to tell me Jimmy G is terrible, and then I look at how his team performs when he's starting and healthy, and the team's healthy, and he wins all the time. His winning percentage is out of control yeah. when the team's healthy. So I feel like, is he good? Is he not good? He reminds me so much of Alex Smith, where I could never figure out what Alex Smith was. Came one errant deep ball away from winning a Super Bowl. Like, that's how close Jimmy G was. And But Alex Smith also was so good also. I just don't know what they are, though. Yeah. Is it them? Is it the team? Are they game managers? Are they elite? What is Jimmy G? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And a tweet at us on the old tweet machine at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. We know what they are, and that is an elite MBA Sport Management Program. It is internationally renowned, not just stateside, but internationally renowned. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program takes on students from around the world, takes on students who are coming right out of college, takes on students who have already embarked on careers, have families, and helps them transition into a career in the sports industry. You don't have to wonder what could have been 
if you don't get into sports right out of school, if you decide not to apply that path early in your life, you can get into it. It happens all the time, and it happens with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This is for all of you, not just for you, quote-unquote, young people. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program has professors that are in the sports industry. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program has adjusted to all the twists and turns and how modern the sports industry has become, and it's so many different facets because the sports industry is massive. We're talking students who have gotten jobs in the pros with the Dolphins, with the Bucks. Buccaneers, big-time college athletics, whether it be uh, in Alabama, whether it be at a University of Texas, all throughout college athletics, locally, George Lindley, we talk about him all the time. He's the director of the Palm Beach County Sports Commission, our good friend. He has his MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. Listen, guys, I wouldn't talk about it as much as I do if I haven't met these people, if I don't know about the success stories. Dr. Jim Reardon, he's in charge. He is going to help put you on the right path. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Here's the website, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Here's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Check it out. Find out if it's for you. Spring semester courses, you can sign up for them now. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. What? We got breaking NFL news, Kenny! Coquel just breaking in at inopportune times to talk about things that are probably going to be mindless. Go. Urban Meyer has announced that Trevor Lawrence will be the starter for the Ooh. Jaguars. That's actually significant news. That I, wasn't just garbage. I Thank got bigger you. news. OnlyFans has suspended its plans to ban explicit content. So OnlyFans... They saw that people were upset because the uh, the naked people were going away, and they said, uh-oh, this is bad for business. Naked people, you're welcome again. Shocking. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Not at all. Boobies win. <laughs> Boobies win, and uh, naked people always win. Trevor Lawrence is the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who will be selecting first overall in the 2022 NFL Draft <laughs> as well. He's Coquel, Captain Confidence Joe Rigotti is here. I'm Ken Levick, and when we return, people are just so damn rude. We're live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. I hit the holy trinity of human rudeness yesterday. I've got to tell you guys about it. Ken Lavica live featuring Coquel. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, again, has been named the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban is going with his number one overall pick, that rookie card. Uh, you can bet that value is going to skyrocket now. Speaking of sports cards, Coquel, you've got your show Sunday at PBKC, that sports card auction. I can't wait. There's no better place to be than the Palm Beach Kennel Club on Sunday, Ken, because the sports card market is exploding. And you guys listening need to come for yourself Sunday. Join me and J-Mart at the PBKC Sports Card Show all day from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club, over 60 vendor tables. The greatest sports card store in the area, Signed Icon, will be there to buy, sell, and trade your cards. Enjoy great food. There's a full bar, door prizes, and ESPN 106.3 will be broadcasting with who, Ken? Uh, me, Ken. Me. Coquel. Me is the answer. Coquel and J-Mart. <laughs> Best of all, admission is, Ken? Free. 
Free. I love myself some free. Oh, free plays to bring the kids. Oh, look, kids, I took it here. It's free. The BBKC Sports Card Show, South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia show. This Sunday, more information at pbkennelclub.com. That's pbkennelclub.com. Let's just circle back to what we were uh, discussing. Which veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? That was based off of Seth with, uh, Wickersham uh, writing about Matthew Stafford and basically asking the question, what's it like to play 12 years without actually knowing how good you are? Uh, and, and again, I think Ryan Tannehill, uh, what is he? We know he has won in Tennessee, but what still is? Is he? What are his characteristics? What is he as a quarterback? Uh, Coquel thinks Jimmy G. What? What? What is he? Uh, he? He doesn't seem dynamic, but then you look at what he's been able to do, and he's been effective. On Twitter, uh, Aiden Pierce tweets, Jared Goff, his confidence just isn't there anymore. That Super Bowl performance may have ruined it. They made him throw the ball 40 times and ran only 18 times and only mustered three points and an interception. Jared Goff is perfect, and that's what makes this whole thing ironic. The basis of our conversation is about Matthew Stafford and and the Rams decided to give up on Jared Goff to go get Matthew Stafford. And now Goff, who there was already questions about what is he, what's his ceiling, is in a place that's done nothing but mash and smash and destroy dreams of winning. But they're going to eat kneecaps. And when they're done with the kneecaps, they're going to eat <laughs> hips. And when they're done with those, some arms, baby. We're going to chew on arms. Dan Campbell, baby. And and uh, again, the dude, uh, he thinks it's impressive, his two venti Starbucks with a shot of espresso in each. But again, Dan Dan, try my Cafe Con Leche regimen every day and see how you feel, okay? Yeah, but that's because of your spouse. Like, I, people used to talk to me about spicy food, and then I started having jerk chicken with my wife who's Jamaican, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, yeah, come on over. Come so, on over. It is funny. Cause, so, Coquel's wife is uh, Jamaican, right? Jamaican. Yeah, and so you were introduced to the, the jerk spice world, which is a whole different level of holy God. I'm used to the jerk radio world. Now I have a jerk <laughs> spice world. You get jerk radio uh, with, with me during the day, and then at night, the jerk chicken with your wife. And then uh, me... I married a Cuban, so uh, my first introduction to Cafe Con Leche in Cuban espresso, I was like, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> I feel terrible, but now, unless I'm mainlining it, I can't function. If I'm not shaking uncontrollably, I've lost all control of my extremities, then it's not working. That stuff is liquid crack. It is liquid crack. I mean, I could put it on a spoon and inject it into my arm, and it would have the same effect. I think next Wednesday you need to bring some for me and Joe. Uh, crack or espresso? A little bit of Cuban column espresso. A, a little bit of column A. Hey, it's a party. Mix and match. It's a football Friday next week. <laughs> we'll go Friday for the crack. <laughs> uh, let's go to Jake in West Palm. Jake, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jake? It was going on now. Uh, surprisingly, uh, you guys didn't even bring up this guy. This guy's been in the league almost eight years. I have no clue what he is. I don't even think he know what he is. Derek Carr with the Raiders, man. This guy's oh, been yeah. almost eight years. Who is this dude, man? <laughs> You're, uh, I mean, that's perfect. And that is a terrible job by us not bringing still up. You're call, right. I still call him David half the time. So Right. I, yeah, I always mess that up. And here, he's never been the same since his late season injury with the playoff year that they had, he's come back and he, and Jake, he's never been the same. He has never, ever been the same and he'll wow you some days and then he'll play like crap other days and the Raiders just keep sticking with him. Like that's not sustainable. Could I, could I, could I say this also? Uh, honestly, I know it's just a second year. Uh, I, I heard uh, Colin Conher talk about tour. I'm not quite sure who tour is. I'm a Dolphin fan. I hope he's great, but I watched the dude play, been at practice, watched the guy, and, and to me, he he has to have the perfect 
situation around him to really have success. That's why he's successful at Alabama, because he had all those perfect pieces around him. And uh, hopefully the Dolphins can continue to get the perfect pieces because I don't know what he is right now. Yeah, and it's tough. He's played nine games. And so I think that's expected, that a guy who's played nine games and appreciate the call, you, you don't know what he is. Any quarterback's going to be helped with having the right pieces. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has some epic pieces but, in that but offense. But you, can you confidently say he's dynamic? No, not yet. He doesn't even show, like, because his game isn't the flashes of total athleticism where you're like, oh, yeah. No, like, but, the one thing I like about Zach Wilson is there are those – Shines of like, all right, he has potential to mm-hmm. be great. But I want people to go back to the Atlanta preseason game. Look at Tua, and I've talked about it, and I was talking about it with Pierre and you on Tuesday. Look at his ability to move his feet in the pocket. Last year, he had problems because he was coming off of an injury that eight times out of ten would have ended someone's football career, period. This year, he's floating in the pocket. He's evading the pressure. His peripheral vision is outstanding. He's stepping up. He's making the right reads. He did that in Chicago, too. We want to focus on the interception, but he did that in the Chicago preseason game as well. So I, is he athletic enough? Yes. Is he going to be a force outside the pocket? No. Is his pocket presence going to make a difference if it's as good in the season as it is in the preseason? 100% hell yes, it is. Can he throw the ball 30 yards? Stop. Stop. What? Prove He's it. He's not Prove a it rag to arm. Prove it. You're getting so caught up in the awkward motion of a lefty quarterback. You're letting that seep in your brain. He's a lefty? He... <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so I want to talk about rude people. And I'm not talking about, about you being rude. I'm not talking about anyone being rude in my, my general stratosphere. But yesterday, okay, yesterday was a long day. I went down, went to Del Rey. We have a broadcast coming up Thursday, JMP, Mike Tannenbaum, a fantasy show from, uh, from Greco Chevy, and went down there, did some stuff equipment-wise, and I, I held the door open for somebody to walk in. Not anyone from Greco. Obviously, they're great people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about just, just customers, people, Okay. I hold open the door. This person looks me straight in the eye and just walks right in, doesn't say a damn thing. Like not an acknowledgement, not a head nod, not a thank you, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I then go pick up my kids from school. They had swim lessons. I go, uh, go to this place for the swim lessons and we're walking, we're walking, we're walking. There's probably someone four or five steps ahead of us, opens the door, walks in, had seen we were coming, flips it open, walks in doesn't hold it nothing so i'm like seeing red at this point i'm like you got to be kidding me this is ridiculous so leaving swim lessons want to turn i want to turn i want to turn but i'm like you know what traffic's a little bit congested there was a woman who had been waiting for quite some time to get into this lane i was trying to turn into so i gave her the wave i said go ahead go ahead she just looks at me Blast right through it. Doesn't acknowledge, doesn't wave. That happens all the time. That's a South Florida specialty is none of you fools acknowledge anybody who lets you into a lane. There is traffic jams. There is gridlock all over the place in this area because we don't believe in public transportation. And the least you people can do, and I don't know if this is a rude-ass Northeasterner thing. This is all you New Yorkers coming down here to South Florida, and you don't believe in acknowledging people uh, who allow you to get in the lanes and allow traffic to move in the midwest where i grew up in the chicago area you're expected to wave and acknowledge here it happens once in like a haley's comet appearance it's it's disgusting so i had the holy trinity of human rudeness yesterday it drove me absolutely crazy and i put up a poll 
I put up a poll because that's what I do when I get upset <laughs> is I put up a poll on Twitter. Maybe that's why people aren't respecting you because when you get upset, you're going to put up a poll. I, I asked on Twitter, what's more infuriating? You hold the door, you don't get a thanks. The door isn't held for you or you let a driver in and you get no wave. Right now, you hold the door and you don't get a thanks is in the lead at 61%. But I ask you, what is the rudest thing that you encounter on a daily basis? For me, it's the me letting someone in to the lane on 95 or the turnpike and them not giving a damn. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I mean, Coquel, that makes my blood boil when they don't at least acknowledge uh, that, hey, thanks for letting me get in because I would have been stuck behind this truck for 20 minutes. That's because us Northeast people, you like to generalize, we take the lane. We're not waiting for you to give it. That's What does that even mean? What does that even mean? That, I, that I, was such a Northeastern thing I to say. I wave every single time. I like overlook. It's so easy to just, you don't even have to look at the person. No. Just, you're now in front of them, so they see you. All you have to do is just lift up your arm. I like, don't. Thank you. I don't. And, and I, I like to be a good person from that standpoint. Mm. And, and it doesn't require any effort to be good from that standpoint. And I was getting a lot of pushback on this last night on social media um, that, hey, if you do something nice, you shouldn't expect anything in return or else it's phony. No. How much effort does it take to acknowledge that someone did something nice for you? I always thank somebody when they hold a door for me. I always wave when they let me in, whether it's letting me turn into a lane or letting me switch over lanes. How much effort does that actually take? It doesn't take any effort. That's called being a good, functioning member of society. Does it upset you more because your kids were with you? No. Oh, because no. that always upsets me. I feel like I, I look at people, how they interact with my kids, and I feel like there's a lot of rudeness where I'm like, they're children. Like You should be overly nice no matter yeah. what they're doing. I understand people being distracted and not being fully cognizant of what's around them. But when these people are clearly looking at you, clearly making eye contact with you, and there's nothing, that drives me crazy. And I have another question to ask as well. Uh, so I, on Saturday mornings, I run every morning, but I, Saturday mornings, uh, I have my long, like my long run. Oh, don't roll your eyes, you uh, fools. I'm telling a story. It's Ken, context. Ken's it's not running. Bragging. Oh, look at me. My thighs. It's thigh season, everybody. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts that go up to my hips. Thigh it's season great. has been great. Those, uh, those four inch inseams. Oh man. It has showed off a lot of good thigh showed muscle. Showed off more than that. Not good. Uh, so, but, but cyclists for those of you that cycle for your exercise, what is the issue with you guys acknowledging a good morning? I'm running, I go by cyclists, and I, I'll say, good morning, just blast right by me. I'm the one who's suffering. I've decided to take the difficult exercise running. You're the one with two wheels, okay? The least you can do is take the effort and acknowledge my good morning because I'm trying to perk up your morning. I'm trying to be someone who interacts with my fellow human being. Cyclists are the worst. They just ignore, ignore, ignore like they're better than you because they have two wheels. Well, I mean, what are you expecting from the people who dress like they're doing the, um, oh my God, I forgot the big race. The Lance Armstrong always The Tour de France. The Tour de France. I mean, why do cyclists have to wear the outfit? Like, if I go out for to play football catch with my son, I don't put on a football helmet, shoulder pads, and a jersey. Well, you know what it is, is it keeps you cool. It's a fabric. It's- oh, they, you don't need that full out. The full spandex outfit, you don't need all that. I'm sorry. The matching suit. You need to be aerodynamic. You, to ride a bike with your friends? They're like 90 years old riding down the street in a full outfit. You don't need that. And the group of them that get together to ride. Like, you're riding a bike 
Why are you with a group? I hate people who exercise. What are the daily things, the rude daily things people do that and drive the you the most helmets? insane? Like if you're going to wear a helmet, wear like a cool one with a mohawk. They wear those long, pointy, banana-looking helmets. Like, enough cyclists. I, I hate the people that in traffic don't acknowledge you when you allow them to get into a lane or make a turn. What are the daily rude things people do that drive you the most insane? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Seven six zero three seven seven six, and again, you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Have a, a, a number of these. Uh, Markley tweets. I don't trust Florida drivers to take their hand off the wheel to wave. They get a pass on this one. I can open my own doors. No worries here, but it doesn't cost anybody a penny or more than one second to say thanks. That infuriates me. Yeah, it it is infuriating. Kevin Rogers tweets. Do you drop the "You're welcome" after not getting a door held for you? No, or when you hold the door. And when you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I read it wrong. Do you yeah. drop the you're welcome line after not getting a thanks for holding the door? No. Yeah, I do that all the do time. Do you? Because then you're you're just like them. You're stooping to their level. You're rude as well. <laughs> I definitely, and I do it all like, like you're welcome, just all crappy too. Just you're to the, really that's, drive That's it something home. my wife would do, and I'm always stuck standing there. Or she'll be <laughs> rude to the wait. Like, she'll never be rude to the waitress, but if the waitress is terrible, like, I'll just hide it and take the bad food that was made wrong and whatever. Yeah. She'll say something, and then we're all just sitting there, and I'm like, cool. That's what the you're welcome. <laughs> now it's awkward. That's what the you're welcome feels like when you say that. You're just making everything worse. Uh, Paul Parr tweets, no wave is equal to a no thanks. Both are just ignorant. I agree with Paul. Do you know what I find really rude? When I'm trying to have my coffee in the morning, and these two little rugrats come out and are like, can you make me breakfast? Like, no, oh. let me relax in the morning. Why oh. is it my job for you to eat? Actually, you know what's in, what, what really, like, to a point where I will clench up. My body will have an involuntary clench. My kids are perfect at this. I will sit down, and within a half a second of sitting down, Papa, can you get me this? Papa, can you grab me that? Papa, can you come here? I just sat down a half second ago. How do you always wait until I just sit down to ask me to do something? Or when they want to talk to you the minute you get on the phone after Uh. not talking to you for four hours. Mm. Or try to do a radio show from home and they decide to come in the room six times. You know what? Kids are rude. Kids stink. Kids are really rude. Learn your manners, kids. Yeah, where are their parents? (laughs) 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The rude things that you see on a daily basis that make you insane. People, if there's one thing I can do, it is change your theory on acknowledging people that allow you to get into traffic. Please, please, let's change South Florida's outlook on this one person at a time. Yeah, that and the head nod or hello. Because you're right. I know I went on a rant about cyclists. People not saying good morning back or just not saying good morning in general. Mm. That was a, that's not a Northeast thing because that was a wake-up call for me when I moved down here. Yeah. That people don't just say good morning to each other. They're always going to hold the door for you. They're always going to acknowledge you. They're going to be happy to see you when you go to Stormhouse Brewing. Yeah, they are. Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Stormhouse Brewing uh, today is an all-day happy hour. At Stormhouse Brewing. See you there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not only uh, discounts on your craft beer brewed on site mm. by their master brewer who trained in Germany, but also 
discounted select food items off their menu. Ken, a craft brewery with a food menu? Yeah, it exists. It's there. This isn't like the fake Sasquatch. This actually does exist. A food menu at a craft brewery. That's Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. They've got all the games. They've got all the TVs. They've got all the room for you and your friends. They've got this super large bar. They've got the indoor and the outdoor seating. It is revolutionized craft brewery enjoyment in this area of the state. That's Stormhouse Brewing, stormhousebrewing.com. You can go and drink one of their delicious craft beers you can go and you can eat something off their delicious menu the palm beach post was just raving about them so if you think i'm some just sort of uh blowhard talking about stormhouse brewing at least trust the damn palm beach post but my guys josh and preston and everyone over there they've got you taken care of Stormhouse Brewing. the bang bang shrimp is amazing and check out stormhousebrewing.com for information about their dolphins bus trip their game day experience october 3rd when the colt Come to Hard Rock Stadium. They are going down there. They've got beer for you. They've got tickets for you. They've got pre-party. They've got after-party. And it's just $125. Awesome. Stormhouse Brewing. Check out that whole selection and everything they've got going at stormhousebrewing.com. When we return, unfortunately, one of our own here in Palm Beach County is not going to be starring at the U.S. Tennis Open. And I think the sport as a whole we are seeing the end of an era. Mm. He's Coquel. Joe Rigotti's here. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquel. Serena's not going to the U.S. Open. She's banged up. No Rafa, no Federer. It's going to be a weird U.S. Open, and it reminds me of some similar end of eras. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. Uh, I want to talk real quick about true freedom therapy. Guys, listen up. Ladies, listen up. This applies to you as well in a big way. True freedom therapy has done wonders. I mean wonders for people in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Erectile dysfunction, like a lot of a lot of guys hear that and they don't want to talk about it and it's embarrassing and they know there's a problem but they don't want to address it because they don't want to admit there's an issue. Hey, this is a free-flowing conversation. You've got to be able to acknowledge this because it's treatable, because it's preventable, and that's because of True Freedom Therapy. So if you're listening to this right now and you hear me talking about this and you realize that's me, I know there's an issue and I know that I should do something about it, but I, why, I, I, don't, I don't want to have to talk about it. It's embarrassing. This is important. True Freedom Therapy in Palm Beach Gardens, uh, they have been a godsend for so many guys who, whether they're in their 30s and they're not performing as well uh, in the bedroom as they did in their early 20s, or a guy in their 40s or 50s and they're having a real tough time in the bedroom, acknowledge it because there is a fix. Softwave therapy at True Freedom Therapy. There's been a lot of talk about things being FDA approved uh, lately. This is FDA approved. The softwave therapy, what is it? It's sound waves. What does it do? Well, when you go in uh, after your free consultation at True Freedom Therapy, you have 15-minute sessions. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, depending on the severity of your issues. They use these sound waves in that area to get the blood flowing again. That's the that's erectile dysfunction when the blood flow just stops. That's why things aren't working properly. 
And that's what the soft wave does. It picks everything back up, gets it going. I had the soft wave therapy, and it made a big difference, bringing me back to my glory days of the early 20s. Um, but, but, but true freedom therapy, all kidding aside, this stuff works. There are so many different stories and instances of, hey, Ken, you were right. Like This really changed things. There's a noticeable difference. I'm not just talking about it for my health. I'm talking about it because True Freedom Therapy in Palm Beach Gardens, they do special things. They can also use the soft wave therapy on chronic pain, joint pain. They can help increase mobility. Why don't you just get a hold of True Freedom Therapy at truefreedomtherapy.com. That's truefreedomtherapy.com. Josh is going to bring you through the free consultation, all the information you need to know, and True Freedom Therapy can be a huge help to you. That's True Freedom Therapy. Go to truefreedomtherapy.com. <laughs> what NFL breaking news do you have now, Coquel? We got another starting quarterback, Kenny. After going 16 of 19 for 179 yards, two touchdowns in his first drive in his preseason, six points a drive. Miami Northwestern's own Teddy Bridgewater is now the starter for the Denver Broncos. Oh man, no Drew Locke. Drew Locke gets denied by Teddy Bridgewater. I could have told you that was going to happen. Really? I thought they were all in on Locke. I don't think so. Is anybody all in on Drew Locke? Who, who, who is actually all in on Drew Locke? Is there, a si- is there a single football person who's all in on Drew Locke? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. So Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is the starter. Again. So we Good have for him. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, Teddy Bridgewater in Denver. Uh, that Both of those have, uh, have broken this morning. I want to talk real quickly about Serena not going to the U.S. Open. And is, is tennis our forte? Here on the show, maybe not, but is this a, a highly uh, passionate tennis area? Absolutely, without question. And Palm Beach County, Serena Williams announcing this morning that she is still battling injury. She's not ready. She won't be at the U.S. Open. But what this also means is that there's no Serena. There's no Roger Federer. There's no Rafael Nadal. All because of injuries. That leaves really the main attraction as Novak Djokovic. And these are injuries, especially with the ages of Serena, who's damn near 40, and Nadal and Federer. This isn't going to improve. They're not going to just bounce back. They may have fleeting glory sometime in the next couple of years, but this is largely it. This is the end of what is the golden era of tennis. Tennis had never been better than the last 7, 8, 9, 10 years. And now it's gone. And the next generation is going to have to fill that void. What is the best similarity to this with other sports? Is, is this like post-MJ NBA? That's where I was going to go right away. It would be the MJ era. Yeah. Like once, that, once Magic and Bird and then MJ kind of took that next step and then it kind of went off for a little bit. It's, it's back now with the LeBron group, but I think until then, that, that was it. Yeah. I think, too, that there is uh, probably a comparison to be made to post-steroid era baseball. Because that's where the eyeballs were. Sosa versus McGuire uh, into Bonds. Now, Bonds uh, was still back-end steroid era, but baseball took a precipitous drop in attention after McGuire and Sosa uh, sort of wound down and after the Senate hearings and everything that took place in D.C. Baseball's never been the same since then. Yeah, it sucked all the fun out of the little bit of fun that baseball had. Yeah, absolutely. And it was it right? Probably not. But was it fun? Hell yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. It truly was. Uh, Golf hasn't been the same without Tiger. What tennis is about to go through is what golf has been going through now for really the last, I mean, 
10, 11 years since Tiger lost his powers. And yeah, he won the Masters, but Tiger not being the number one player in the world, not being the most dominant player, missing a lot of time due to injury. Tennis is about to go into that era. What tennis is about to do is similar to post-Tiger golf, post-MJ NBA, post-steroid era baseball. And a next generation is going to have to step up. And honestly, for people like me that are casual observers, Coquel casual observers, Regatti casual observer, it's not going to be a good thing for a while for tennis not having Federer and Nadal and Serena. Nah, Delray's own Coco Goff got us. She's got us. I hope so. Coco's got us. I would. I believe in Coco. I I do. I I hope that she is someone that can grab that torch, and she's still really, really, really young. Yes. So it's probably unfair to put those pressures on here uh, on her. But I I'm with you. If Coco can get rolling, then all of a sudden my attention is back, back. on tennis. Yeah. So now it seems like a mere formality that Novak Djokovic is going to take over the Grand Slam all the all time Grand Slam lead over Roger Federer. That would be shocking if it didn't actually happen. That'll do it for us today. Day. Uh, before we go, I want to tell you about EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, it is sultry out. It is gross out. It is nasty out. And it's even grosser in your home if your AC goes out. Or it's even more gnarly if your plumbing has an issue. I dealt with some plumbing issues uh, a couple of months ago. That was brutal. Good thing that I have a solution for you, and that's EDS Air Conditioning because they handle both AC and plumbing. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. If things go awry with your AC, if the AC shuts down, if you're starting to get a sense that there might be a problem, you need to get a hold of them. Go to edsairconditioning.com. That's edsairconditioning.com because, again, EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Their equipment, they're using elite-level stuff. They're making sure that the job is done and done correctly. They're family-owned and operated. They know the area they've been doing it since 2006 and their appointment times they're revolving them around you so that you're not being held hostage by the people that are supposed to be coming to help you get cool you don't want to sit there forever in your hot as hell home that that doesn't make any sense so they're trying to work it around your schedule that's eds air conditioning eds is yes go to edsairconditioning.com edsairconditioning.com all right so here's the plan for tomorrow i am scheduled to be in miami gardens at Dolphins what? Training Camp. What time are we leaving? Tomorrow. You're going to need to be here. Mm. Sorry. I got my own, whenever you're around important people, I don't get invited. Sorry. Starting to send something. You're back to... Are uh, you embarrassed of me? <laughs> Do you not want to bring me around people? Am I not pretty enough for you? <laughs> so I am... I'm scheduled, Is it because I'm fat? I'm scheduled to be at Dolphins Training Camp tomorrow. We'll have some fun down there. Uh, Coquel will still be on the show, but you're going to have to press we'll buttons. See. I'm sorry. I've heard feelings. <laughs> uh, Captain Confidence, Joe Rigotti, thank you. Appreciate that. For Coquel, I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye now.